Welcome, yet again, once again, to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my longest, as the English say, uh, featuring the open-minded <laughs> musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring on the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. As always, you know the drumbeat. Come along with us. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry, a man, just a simple man, making his way through the world. I am the founder and proprietor of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which is a parched roadside New Mexico gas station, which has been pumping since 1951, with an old sleeping dog sitting next to a vintage Coca-Cola dispenser. And I am joined, as always, by my good buddy That's here. That's a very uh, profitable business in this day and age. It's, it's <laughs> the, the, the next... The next Facebook. Yeah. Uh, my name is Noah Tarno, and I am founder, senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, America's premier provider of corporate and private trivia game show events. Live, live, which means in person. Live, Noah. live means I was, actually there. Yes. I no, it, it does not. <laughs> I was complaining. Bill is inside joke time. Uh, Bill was bringing up. I had a mild, mild rant on Facebook last night because my company is. Among you know pretty much all other event people going back to events in person, and what I find very frustrating is how people are talking about the return of live events. Or I've even seen this from some of my direct competitors. We offer virtual and live events, and I'm like, no, virtual. I mean, some aren't, but most virtual events are live. Saturday Night Live is live when you watch it on TV. I mean, unless they say it's a rerun, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, I just I don't like that distinction because a it's wrong and b i think it downgrades the work we put into virtual events. but you're so in person but you're talking the return of in person right you're not the return of live. you're talking about a sort of intransigent um semantic part of the language where it's the gap between what people perceive something to be and then the literal correct definition of it you know what i mean this is this is yeah the and that we- shit drives me nuts i'm a grammarian man i hate that stuff all right, so imagine my surprise or my shock. Now, here I am. I am like you where I don't bust people's balls, but I like keeping the rules straight. Now, I'm trying to learn a foreign language here, and I have a teacher who also is a grammarian. And again, you want to hire a grammarian and a, stri- a stickler for the rules to be your teacher. That's what you want. Mm, do you really? Or do you want someone who who knows? And by the way, for those of you who don't know, Bill is in Amsterdam. He's learning Dutch. Yeah. Don't you want someone who teaches you the way people really talk so you can get Right. Who who get you're 45 years old, Bill. You're learning. You want to speak Dutch so you could speak to people on the street. Yeah. Who gives a shit what the grammar rules are? You want to know how people actually talk and what you need to say so that average people can understand you. I don't I don't agree that you need a grammarian. Well, I think you want the opposite of grammarian. I think that I think that I respond to a grammarian. There's there's something about it's not like she's the, the fucking Robert Morley in the paper chase. You know, look left, look right. You know, one of those people will not be here by the end of this uh, the semester. It's not quite, it's not like that Robert yes. Ginty kind of situation. Yes. But you it's like the, the William Sapphire of uh, the William Sapphire uh, on language, Amsterdam. right? I want to know every single yes. little fucking yeah. pedantic detail. No, because right. I, I have enough right. friends here. Friends- I would like to Whoppers Jr., please. <laughs> uh, how many attorneys general signed off on that, sir? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, we're, we're, this is not the grammar cast. So every episode we look at something that's hot, that's new, that's happening, that's with it, that's groovy, as the kids say, and we make sense of it. And Bill, you're, you're going to do the intro, but let me, let me intro the intro. Yeah, intro the intro. We're back. We're back at, we're back in the talks, baby. Uh, a topic, a topic, perhaps, 
we did some time ago was TikTok in general. Now TikTok is too big for us to no, do. No, but we, then we did Shanty Shanty Talk was one of the. Oh, we and also sh- we, we're, we're doing trends Na- within TikTok. Nathan Apodaca so, was yes. like the last TikTok proper Nathan guy. Nathan Apodaca. Yeah. Uh, was I mean, different because he, he wasn't making a bunch of videos. He made one video and everyone glommed onto that. And then there was Shanty Talk. But have we made any? specific star who rose up via tiktok before um you know i would say zach king is as close as it gets zach because, king yeah. we did no zach king counts he's, he's like one, the number he, he's like the number three the guy right now yeah. right one of the most follow yeah so zach king correct in fact i i'm planning to reference zach king later okay and then spoiler, we just talked you know alert. when we did the 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 tiktok one we looked at charlie d'amelio still the most followed person on tiktok uh i am a member of the most prestigious online trivia league in America, Learned League, and there was a question earlier this week that hinged on knowing about Charlie D'Amelio, and I got it right because yeah. I knew that. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's kind of binary because there's one Charlie D'Amelio for the moment right now, so it well, you know, it's it's not a lot to know about Charlie D'Amelio, just that you know of her, I think, is a big deal. Right, of her, right. Yeah. Well, I, I had watched, I've, I've done enough quiz shows for kids that I've actually, uh, I've referenced her in my events multiple times. I, I even did a thing where like videos of her and stuff because mm. I was doing an event for kids where I was specifically told these kids are obsessed with TikTok. So I'm like, all right, gonna have some TikTok Shiite here. And there it was, Charla D'Amelio. Yeah. Uh, all right, so, but we're not talking about Charla D'Amelio. Who are we talking about? William. Okay, um, fall, go go with me here because this is actually, we we... Uh, pull back the curtain. We actually don't quite know how to pronounce this guy's name because we've never heard <laughs> we've never heard it spoken anywhere. I know. I couldn't find anything online that even had a, like a written pronunciation. Yeah. I found a couple of those like computer made videos that explain how to pronounce. Oh, it, I hate I God. That was I, I watched that too. That's so bad. All right. So I know saw two. Well, two that that had all they they disagreed with each other. Yeah. So well, you know, right? that's a future topic. By the way, is the sort of computer made. Um, spit out videos but that's we'll, we'll kick that down the line that's right. it's very it, it, that is a Maybe. pernicious um youtube issue okay so th- this this is a sur uh Sen- not Suriname, senegalese man who is a northern italian mm, come on he moved he moved to italy when he was one no but i'm saying culturally he's, a, he's italian ethnographically he's he's Suriname. uh Keep saying right, it. Fine, Fuck. Fine. He's Senegalese. So he's it's across the Atlantic Ocean, my friend. Yes, he's he's the thing is is that he's from Senegal, but he's Italian. So the question is, well, it's like, well, I want to like what what vocal what phonem, what phonemic roots do we use? His name is uh, KB Lame, I believe it's you or Kabi Kabi yeah. Lame. Uh, you you heard a video that I didn't where someone referred to him by his first name, and you said it was Kabi. Kabi. Yeah, but his his Kabi, pro- his Kabi. proper name is Kabani, which is K H A B A N E. Yeah, but he goes by Kabi or KB. KB. Yeah, K- right. Then, KB or whatever. Yeah, KB. K H A B Y. We are sorry to our Senegalese Wol- listeners, Wolof, Wol- native native Wolof speakers. The, the, yeah, right. We're for mangling the the traditional names of your culture but uh, the, yeah for the point is this is this is a uh, 21 year old Turinese tiktok artist of uh, northern italy the the rough uh, uh, industrial city of turin which of course famous for its shroud as everybody knows um <laughs> yes famous for its shroud most famous no i believe the actual town he's from is called chivasso yeah yeah, yeah. i've looked on the map it's it's a chivasso yeah it's, yeah. it's part it's of an it's, industrial town it's part there. of the great the greater yeah. turin metroplex as as you might say now. yeah uh, so this is a man, uh, a young man, as it were, who is fast approaching Charlie D'Amelio, the, the, the priorly mentioned uh, Charlie D'Amelio, in terms of total aggregate number of followers. 
for a absolute supremacy of TikTok. Because as, as we all know, uh, the, the loser gets death and the winner gets uh, riches and the, the fleeces and foods and victuals. And, and that, that's actually something I want to talk about because I read like he's now making a ton of money. I still don't understand how you make money. Well, I, guess I still we'll, don't get it. We will get to that. So according to a recent. Uh, New, we, New, will, we will have to. Yeah. I, so I don't know if you guys read. It was a New York Times profile, which is how I came to be aware of this because I'm not scouting. I don't go on TikTok. Uh, according to a recent. Yeah, I, know, I actually I was going to say I know why it's in the New York Times is because of that tech writer they have what's her name um we talked we, taylor lorenz yeah taylor, taylor we, we lorenz. referenced her the last who who i i have to say looks like one ex of mine and lorenz is the last name of another ex of mine wow so, wow talk about yeah uh, that's interesting right yeah wow wow hey we can we can talk that's another episode but so so according yeah, to this okay, this fine. uh this new york times profile he lost his job in march of 2020 at the beginning of pandemic and of course his part of Italy was the part that was fucking slammed. I mean, that was like ground zero uh, for people who were returning from ski vacations and whatnot. That was uh, essentially bad amongst everywhere else. So who knows what this, what the, the, you know, the year and a half this guy went through compared to what we went through because it was really, the pictures were really, really bad up there in northern Italy. But yeah. and, and he was a factory worker, so yeah. I think it's fair to assume he didn't have riches socked away somewhere yeah like right son it, of immigrants pretty hard yeah, yeah. pretty hard he struggle. emigrated he emigrated from senegal at one which is why even though he is not an italian citizen i think it's fair to call him italian no that's so. totally totally now he he is he yeah. is uh, culturally italian in every every way shape of the word every definition uh, so with yeah. all the time on his hands, he decided to put his effort into mastering TikTok. Which again, Noah, this this is we'll get to this. I just, I, that that decision is always like that's somewhere way down on the list of Maslow's hierarchy for me. Oh, okay, I'm out in the woods. What's the first thing I should do? I got no clothes, no food. It's cold. It's raining. Oh, I master TikTok, then kill a squirrel, eat it, and build a shelter. <laughs> but you know, all right, we'll we'll get to that. So he he decided I'm going to master TikTok, build a following, and it's like this is that weird thing. The guy called the shot like George Herman Ruth. He put he pointed his bat at the left field wall, yeah. and he fucking crushed the yeah. ball and went right to it. God knows how. Yeah, he, he really did. He, he really, it really did. did. So his videos are mostly responses to life hack videos, other videos in the short video TikTok space. His, they, they, they've been mostly responses. That's how this guy's gotten big. He cuts through, this is the best way I can describe it, he cuts through Byzantine processes, which some other TikTokers have devised to, let's say, unpeel a banana or decant a beverage into one's mouth, that sort of thing. You got to follow with us here. This, this is, this is. We're talking about the short space. That's his thing. All right. So a typical Lame video simplifies a process very briefly. You know, he he reproduces the process and he does a response to it in the same video, uh, where he does this thing very slowly with a with a heavy amount of irony. He wears this sort of rictus like forced grin. It's almost like a it's a smirk. I don't even know how you describe it. He has a very rubbery face. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, then he, yeah. he does the action, and uh, this is pretty much true for most of the videos. He, he made his bones. It's always concluded with a voila gesture with both hands at his solution. Yeah. No, it, I think it's sort of like a duh. Like It is duh. It's voila. It's both hands. What else can I say? Yeah, it's yeah, that right, right. simple. Right, that right, right. And, and, but he oh, never talks. He ne I haven't heard this guy's voice. He no, that's never true. Talks. Yeah, so. And he is the Charlie Chaplin of TikTok. <laughs> of TikTok. So yeah, he and if we're wearing if we're wearing Kabi Lame costumes for Halloween a hundred years from now, 
where will our culture be? If we're uh, right, we're trying to pick up a little bowler derby while kicking it in front of us as we and, we walk forward. And if if twenty years from now a horrible dictator rises up who looks uncannily like Copy Ah, Lockwood. boy! If you guys haven't seen that there movie, all by right. all means, go see that. For all, oh no, I'm saying the Great Dictator. That's 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 one to see. No, I'm talking. About I know actually the actual dictator. Yes, that's true. Uh, yes, I'm talking about a literal worst person in the world. So, yes, okay. so certainly, uh, Kabe Lame Kabane KB KB Lame is the is the most KB KB yeah, yes he he without dispute he's the most popular TikToker in Italy. And the, you know, did you read about the guy he overtook Noah? It was like he was a scion of uh, big Italian yeah, money. I, think I read that. Yeah, he's like yeah, this yeah. muscled 53 year old guy who's like a real self. He's like you know a real Berlusconi type, which I guess is that's the Italian masculinity. So, like he could not be more different. You're talking about a, a knock kneed, skinny, tall, uh, you know, an African national guy who came over as Italian. It's like that. That is the new Italy in all the best ways you can imagine. It's great. Anyway, so yeah, but he has fans in multiple countries because of the simple natures of his videos, and because, as Noah said, they are wordless. Like this, this is not a a bug. This is a feature, uh, not just of this guy, but of TikTok. And again, we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, so. Th- the, the, the wordless thing seems to be a method of a lot of other video creators on the planet. And they've stumbled onto this. Some of them have been strategic about it because they know full well that uh, you won't understand Korean if you live in Brazil, for instance. And this, this is, you know, very simple. One gigantic place full of children communicating with another gigantic place full of children. Why make language a stumbling block? It, it almost seems elegant in its simplicity. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I'm very curious in seeing what did Noah get out of watching uh, KB Lame's videos. Well, I forgive me if I miss this, but it's he's not just re- responding to life hack videos; he's also responding to like stunt videos. Sure, I watched sure. a lot yeah. of these. Like there was one where like this incredibly muscled, strong man rips an apple in half. Just <laughs> this by is so ridiculous. Yes, it. yes, yes. And then it cuts to KB. I, my mnemonic is going to be KB Toys. Remember KB yes, Toys? Yes, I do. Yeah. It was a chain. I feel like I was only in shopping malls, and it was like, if Toys R Us doesn't have it, have it. Try KB Toys, where like the aisles, it just looks like a tornado hit them. They just <laughs> shit all over the place. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that's my memory of KB Toys. Uh, so, so the, the strong man is twisting, and he rips it in half, and it cuts to KB, and he's like. He's got an apple and he's got a knife and he just cuts the apple in half with a knife. And he's like, it's this easy. You know, you could say he's missing the point of the strong man's video, which he clearly is. But he knows he's missing the point. He's, he, he's the avoiding point. the point. He's avoiding the point. Yes. He's avoiding the point. He's he's it's, you know, I mean, the the life hack video, which isn't really the life hack video of the guy who who invented the device to automatically the machine to lift up your socks Yes, he knows that's more complicated than manually lifting up your socks. Um, I don't think uh, KB is is uh, is revealing this person to be a fool. Uh, this is fine. I mean, I, I really that smile you said. I think he looks like a ventriloquist dummy the way he smiles. <laughs> yes. I find that a little off. But he's got this weird. I don't know, that's what I thought ventriloquist dummy like this big kind of. It's like a smile on like a face of a clown it looks a like carnival. Charlie, Mac- Charlie McCarthy you're not wrong yeah yeah ventriloquist dummy right it's still a little creepy but whatever it's, I will trust that that's the way he normally looks when he smiles so I don't mean to smile shame him um 
But he seems like an okay guy. Like, I don't get... Although they did point out in the Times that he uh, he occasionally... He's posted some videos that are not the most, uh, uh, shall we say, genderly enlightened. A few things that could be read as a little not kind to the fairer sex, if you know what I mean. Uh, but generally, he seems like an okay guy. And the immigrant, unemployed factory worker story, you know, he had nothing. And he was screwing around on TikTok after he lost his job. I don't know if he had nothing. He's He looks like he might be middle class, but he didn't have a job. He's screwing around on TikTok. His dad, who's probably, you know, an immigrant, probably worked five jobs every day for like the last 30 years. His dad's like, get off your ass and find a job. Meanwhile, now he's an international superstar and is probably making more money in a week than his dad has made. In and, and his dad has no so, idea what he's talking about when he tells him that. Uh, you know what? His dad's probably happy that... Uh, Money's coming in, and he's, he's, I hope he's proud of KB. Uh, anyway, that's a bit of an inspiring story. But this shit gets old fast. This shit gets old very fast. I watched 10 videos, maybe 15 videos by this guy, and I, was, I got the point after four, maybe, maybe three, right? Um, again, I, I don't know. Let me get back to that. He's, I think he... Uh, his videos miss the point. And even if he knows he's missing the point of the hack videos, like, all right. So it's a very thin joke to like turn the hack videos around. Like you don't need a hack. You don't need a wacky way to cut a banana. Cutting a banana with a, with a butter knife is perfectly fine. It's a joke, but it's a thin joke. And, um, and unless the hack videos are really ridiculous and really showing ways that are more complicated. And they're really like, this is really helpful. It's not helpful. Um, then I feel like it's a thin joke and to do it over and over and over again without providing much in the way of visual appeal or wow factor or anything like that, just to have the, hey, he's a nice guy kind of thing. It's just, it gets old super fast. So I don't know. I mean, are most of his followers, do they watch two videos and then they tune out? I don't know. Probably not. So... You know, no offense to him, but this does not attest to the quality of TikTok as an art form. If this is, and Charlotte D'Amelio for that matter, and I like Charlotte D'Amelio, but again, she doesn't have much there. She's a decent dancer and a good lip syncer. Done. She's not very polished. If this is the gold standard, if this is the most popular stuff, uh, then it really doesn't attest to the quality of TikTok as an art form. And yes, TikTok has its own peculiarities. Different from others, different from Instagram and Twitter and uh, Facebook and other places and YouTube and other places where social media stars have become stars. It's an it's its own medium. And um, if this is as good as the medium gets, I mean, I think there's got to be more. I mean, I guess Zach King does that from an artistic viewpoint. I think we'd agree that Zach King artistically has it all over this dude. Um, but yeah, there's just there's not much there. And I just want to point out a quote from the Times that totally confused me you know these videos admittedly don't have much in the way of wow factor they don't have special effects or visual imports or visual appeal they're just the response to the things that might have that visual appeal and this quote from the Times says mr lame's meteor meteoric rise as a digital creator is especially noteworthy because his work lacks the polished production value associated with the most famous tiktok stars of today what? Are you telling me that Charlie D'Amelio has p- 
polished production values that Addison Ray, all these women I've looked at are polished. I mean, yes, they clearly put more effort into their videos than KB Lame does, but like polish, not even close. Well, it's what it's what I they mean, consider Zach, polished, you know. I hear you. Right. Yes. Even even Zach King, who there's art behind it and there's effort behind it, I wouldn't call it polished. Like it still seems like someone screwing around with his phone. I mean, that's part of the appeal of his videos. It it looks like someone screwing around with his phone, but you know there's a lot of work behind the scenes. So I think I think this guy is okay but thin, and I don't get it. Well, this is, um, I mean, it is the doorway to the, the next generation, the next thing, but it is currently happening. It is the current thing. Uh, you know, this is what we have to live with. Uh, I don't disagree with you, but on the other hand, I mean, let me let me throw it back here. We we um, we know uh, amongst us the 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 uh, the few the elite few who are listening to this podcast. You're familiar with the silent mirth maker as a hoary trope. Um, th- this this goes back to televised entertainment, to filmed entertainment, to the flickering image on a screen. Um, I, and I could say that even in in Europe, especially in Italy, because everybody knows that Italy is the birthplace of the clown. Uh, the Commedia dell'arte form. And I'm not saying that this man studied clowns with the best of them. I'm merely saying that there is something human about watching somebody entertain non-verbally while occupying one of those. Uh, I forget that was there five types of clowns, four types of clowns along the way. That was like the taxonomy. I've had some friends who studied clowning. It's extremely complex if you get down to it. And uh, only the most committed actors wind up doing clowning. And I so I, I know what the apex of clowning is like. Um, but again, you know, you you have the Mister Hulot movies, the 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 Mon Oncle movies from from France. That those were all those weren't silent necessarily, but those were wordless adventures by Jacques Tati, who's a legend at this sort of thing. They're more complex gags, but he was um, you know filling that sort of mid century nineteen fifties early nineteen sixties uh, mold of this. You got Charlie Chaplin, like Noah said, Buster Keaton. And in some in some way, Buster Keaton had this like stone face, you know, and and I I don't mm. think that in some ways that was his nickname, dude. Yeah, and I I don't think that you know KB Lamay is emulating Buster Keaton intentionally, but I do think he stumbled onto this thing where it's like the person who looks at the camera with a with with a, a stone face as if it's this ironic attachment. That's the same impulse that comes from these guys. Of course, nobody knows anything about history. And apparently you don't need to know. That's our burden is to understand. Yes, we've all seen this before, but the young people have not seen it before, nor will they ever know what we're referring to. And it doesn't matter. But these are silent film techniques. It is, it is, let's put it this way. It is, I think the best way to describe it is highly expressionist. That's what this is. There's no story other than, you know, his overarching role that he's chosen in these videos, it's a theme more than a story that he's kind of a debunker, a simplifier. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 uh, the idea that he's showing you these things to say what you did in four complex steps I can do in one and then point at your ridiculousness and we could have a shared joke about it. And I mean, that's if you're talking about a, a, a series of videos that will go from the Korean peninsula to, to Japan, to Australia, to somewhere in Europe, to Scandinavia, to Canada, to America, to Central America, to, to Brazil. I mean, it, it, that is such a way to hit so many people. And I don't know if this guy really just thought about those things, if he had a media team, but in a way it's kind of brilliant. And it, Media team. I mean, he probably has one now, but 
he didn't come up with this with a media team. No, so he stumbled upon he stumbled upon something almost by serendipity. And a great that's how great right. things happen. Some people stumble upon yeah, a thing by no, serendipity. that's he he deserves credit for that for sure. And uh, I'm going to give it to him. You know, like yes, it, it's absolutely true. If you've seen three videos, you've seen 203 videos from this guy. It's absolutely true. It and you know there there's a, a small you know if, if you just showed me uh, as I watched today, you go on YouTube and you watch a little clip of these things. They put 20 minutes of them in one uh, reel. I know, and yeah. it's like it's, okay, it's insane that yeah. they would do that. Like, yeah. thanks, thanks for twenty minutes of these because I think six minutes really serves the point beyond, and you know, beyond repetition. You don't really need any more than that. So it's not the gags; it has to do with the fact that storytelling, Noah, is obviated, but not just in this guy. It's like this is almost an overarching theme of what we're talking about in the show: is that storytelling is obviated as a method of communication. It's more about expression, and you know, you. The Zach King thing, I think, is perfect because Zach King places an incredible amount of effort and skill and delectation and planning and design into the expression. You know, it's like, here, Zach King shows you something that's like, bangity, bangity, bang, wow. You know, that's his thing. And it's incredible. He does these great things where it's like the video it, it disappears into another video or the video comes out right. of the real life. It's a magic trick. It's, it's a, a magic, magic trick. It's a magic trick. It goes trick. back to the early days of film with George Melius and George, that kind of stuff. Right. Yes. And it, it, Attuned for TikTok. I think the medium of TikTok, he does, is the, the gold standard for the art. Yes. And But the, the, this TikTok... We lamented at the beginning, the very beginning of the show, that TikTok doesn't really have the room for storytelling. And until someone proves us wrong, I, I think it's a choice thing, to be honest. People could, they could storytell on TikTok in some small way. They can figure it out. But that's not, that's not the point. The language, the lingua franca of TikTok is, is expressionist. And anyone who's made a big deal is because they're just coming out and saying, here's the thing that this is. And... I'm not shitting on it. I don't get it. I don't want it, but I'm not shitting on it. That's not the point. The kids understand, oh, yeah, the guy's showing us the thing that this is. And that's what KB LaMay is doing. That's what Charlie D'Amelio is doing. That's what Zach King is doing. Here's the thing that this is. It's not too much different than when I go into a grocery store and it's, and they're playing um, If This Is It by Huey Lewis in the News. It's as if to say, hey, do you remember this thing that you liked? Here this thing is. And it's like, yeah. okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that. That's great. And it's like, and? And it's like, well, there's no more and. That's just what this is. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get my storytelling somewhere else. And, you know, we'll just, we'll just chalk this up to a generational difference. And we'll call it a day. It's cool. Thanks, bro. Uh, what is it about KB LaMay and his videos that accounts for such runaway TikTok stardom, a... a a like there was something really lame like Mark Zuckerberg gave a thumbs up on one of his oh, posts Jesus like good. oh well now he's got it made and Taylor Lorenz is writing about him uh, my my two halves of an ex-girlfriend Taylor Lorenz <laughs> uh, what <laughs> uh, well alright yeah so that uh, so why 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 is uh, why is KB Lame, it's. I'm sure we're way off. Uh, why is this guy so popular? Well, I, I, this, like, thinking about that pan national, pan cultural, pan lingual thing. Um, the only way you get this big, especially on TikTok, which I mean, I don't know. You know, other social media have done their thing by precincts, where you know, like for instance, Facebook has uh, undermined democracy in all these countries 
but within the country because they've allowed the people within the country to speak to each other. You know, Facebook allowed Narendra Modi partisans to, you know, to, to, to essentially get these pogroms, and these mobs in India. And the same thing has been popular in Russia, in Caucasus, in parts of Eastern Europe um, and in Central and South America. But to have somebody who speaks through the language of social media that talks to all of those regions at once and not necessarily to go beat to death your political opponent, but to just watch this thing. Say, so, I mean, it's nonverbal. He's got it, the rubbery face we're talking about. That sort of like uh, that 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 sort of rictus grin, whatever this sort of fake pulled top lip with the corners of his mouth. That that mannequin mouth he's got. Yeah. Um, no, not <laughs> mannequin. mannequin ventriloquist mouth. dummy. Ventriloquist dummy. Ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. yeah that's what I, I mean. don't know. I've seen some creepy. I've seen some creepy mannequins that look a little like. It's that. almost yeah, solely creepy. So I mean, his his demeanor is also uh, yeah okay. So his demeanor is is sarcastic slash ironic, um, you know. And I think that the point is he's using just like three or four, maybe five points of body language, which I would assume. For nearly every single person on earth who has a cell phone who's going to get on TikTok, the five points of body language reference are understood by everyone on planet Earth. This is another thing which I think is it's, it's a conversation larger than this. But to understand it's like, well, what kind of literacy do people have just based on body language? Are, is there certain ticks if a Maasai tribesman cocked his head to the left to say like bitch really is that the kind of thing that like we can understand yeah i don't know i don't know but i i i there, there's a lot of studies on that yeah. and i think it's probably 50 percent yes 50 percent no that's crazy i would guess yeah. but but if you're an expert and you want to you know social media at us bill will give the, the 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 ways to do it at the end of the show i would love to hear the expertise does a maasai tribesman have most of the same. I once read something like, is yes nodding up and down and no shaking your head universal? And I think it said it isn't. And in fact, they pointed out some culture where it's the exact opposite. Yeah, I have heard that. I know what you mean. So, yeah, I, yeah, which is interesting to think about. I, I think very simply, he's the kind of guy who indicates most things in life are simpler than they appear at first blush. If you're going to say this, if there's any theme, that's kind of his, his gross, the gross theme. And not 144, I'm saying the gross as an overall. And that's that's kind of the thing that he's transmitting nearly to everybody who watches this in every country. Um, again, without polyphonic sound, just essentially with gestural uh, expressionistic uh, communication, Noah. Yeah, you make a great point. I mean, my first point here is that it's definitely very, you know, viral ready and shareable because the lack of language and the universality of at least most of these topics. I mean, I guess a Maasai tribesman probably doesn't know what a, well, I don't know, probably doesn't know what a banana is or doesn't know what some things are. Maybe he doesn't know what socks are. I don't know what their life is like. Um, I'm sure something he's talked about a Maasai tribesman doesn't know about. So it's not completely universal, but to, to, to use some hyperbole, it is. So the fact that you don't need to know a language and you get just get these these universal feelings, I think, makes this very shareable and very viral. Also, it has kind of a certainly on the Internet uh, universal attitude, which is it's snarky without being mean. Right. That's good. I mean, I don't I don't. Right. I don't think any of the people whose hack videos he's making fun of. I mean, sure, some of them because snowflakes are everywhere. But I think most of those people wouldn't be offended or wouldn't be hurt by that. Especially, you know, the, the machine, the pull-up socks. They know it's ridiculous. It's a joke, right? The guy twisting the apple, he knows you can get a knife. I mean, that goes back to my point earlier. So um, 
it's snarky without being mean, so it, it taps into something. We all want to be snarky, and I think most of us don't want to be mean or at least feel better when we're able to express what we want to express without being mean. Um, and I read a lot of, I think it was the Times or something I read said, described him as an everyman, which I think is very accurate. He has a very relatable, charming everyman quality. I mean, we all look at those hack videos and we're like, oh my God, this is just, I'm not smart enough to think of this or I'm not organized. Oh, it's a hack if you cut a, no, I, once I have to modify something in my house. He had one where, this was kind of cool. Someone took a toothbrush they cut off the head of the toothbrush. They hollowed out the inside with a drill, and then they attached a. Sur- and they uh, did you see this? They yes, attached, I did. I, I thought did, this yes. was very cool. Attached a dr- uh, uh, a syringe to the head of the toothbrush, and put toothpaste in the syringe. So it was basically a toothbrush that you could store and dispense its own toothpaste. And of course, it shows that, and it cuts to KB just brushing. Putting, squirting toothpaste on a toothbrush and brushing his teeth. So I think we all look at stuff like that and go, that's cool, I would never do that, or even the more realistic stuff, I, I can't get it together enough to do that, right? I don't know how to, I don't own a drill, right? So it feels nice as an everyman kind of gesture to push back on that. Like, look, I got enough things to worry about without building a, a better toothbrush. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time to modify my toothbrush. Even if, you know, arguably it's something that I know my life will be better if I had it. I don't have time or the effort to know how to do this. All these hack videos, they just, they make us feel small because we're not that clever. We're not that organized. They make things look easy that aren't always that easy. And to say, like, look, we're already doing it a better way is very self-affirming. And then, of course, no one's strong enough to tear an apple in half. So, like, hey, you know, we don't, this justifies me sitting on my couch and not going to the gym and pumping iron for hours and hours at a time. Um, you know, KB is sort of speaking for us saying, hey, I keep my life simple, uncomplicated, normal, and it actually, that's the better way to do things. So he is self-affirming for the regular guy slash girl slash none of the above. E niente ragazzi, siamo arrivati finalmente a 2 milioni di follower. Abbiamo fatto 1 milione in 24 giorni. So Bill, if uh, KB Lame, or whatever it's really pronounced, because you know we're wrong, <laughs> had emerged when we were teenagers or in our 20s or whatnot, would you be more a fan of his? Would you love him? Would you say he is the next Charlie Chaplin, the next Buster Keaton? Or would you have even less use for his... TikTok-based shenanigans. His TikTokery. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure I would. I'd have his, more use. His tick his TikTok talkagins. No, it doesn't work. His TikTokracy. Uh, no, that's the whole aggregate. That's the aggregate. Yeah. Yeah, the whole aggregate. TikTokracy. No, it's hypocrisy on TikTok. Is TikTokracy or the rule? No, it's a go- it's a a government right right. So when Charlie D'Amelio is president of the United States, and and KB Lame <laughs> is head of the European Union. We will all the Western world will be living under a tiktocracy. One of one of me and Noah's uh, great private jokes is if if Malcolm Jamal Warner Semi is a cruel dictator of the entire America, it will be a theocracy uh, because he played the Theo. Yes, all must jam on the one. It's all. It's almost as bad as the joke you made last week about something that is something chuggy worn by why am i repeating it? <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah uh yeah no i totally i think i definitely would have liked this as a kid more uh i mean 
You know, it looks like he's sticking a finger. He's poking a finger in the eye of the people who are trying to. Let like this is this is the overarching point. He's trying to make things. He's trying to look more clever, making things more complex than they need to be. The toothbrush thing is a perfect example. I mean, I that was the first thing I watched, the very first thing, and I remember having that feeling like, boy, I do have a drill, but I didn't think of the logic of making two pilot holes in a in a toothbrush head. And, and, you know, but again, like brushing your teeth the normal way is so easy. Like, why bother? Yeah. And I like to think the person who made the video was like, I'm not really saying this is something everyone should do. I'm just saying this is something I did because I was bored and isn't it, this right. cool. It's something I could do. Like, and I owned it. I owned a, yeah. a power drill. Yeah. I own a drill and I'm, I'm one of those nerds. So. But also, all right. All right. So, but let's talk about the timing of this because he, he started doing this at the beginning of pandemic. And his, let's say his overarching goal is to simplify things that are apparently more complex than they're made out to be. So, I mean, I can understand that he caught on during a viral apocalypse because, you know, people want to somehow believe that there are workarounds, um, whether or not you're talking about a larger metaphor, maybe you're just talking about people being trapped inside the house with their parents, that maybe there are simpler things. You can stretch toothpaste out. You can cut a step out because you can't leave during the day. And I mean, at the very beginning, like things, such things like toilet paper in Europe and America was, was, you know, being ran upon. Like, what if somebody had done a YouTube video saying, here's how you, here's a life hack about toilet paper. I mean, a life hack is supposed to make things easy, not make things harder. But, you know, ironically, what we're discussing here are life hacks that almost, you know, add five steps to something that has two steps just for the sake of making a video about it. Also, that in itself is an expressionist form of video. And what he's doing is his own expressionist form of pissing on those people who do life hacks. So, yeah, I mean, I think but, it's, it's... But those people know it's a it's not a real life hack. I assume they do. Yes, I assume they do. But I don't also, because again, referring back to our first segment, I'm not really sure that people who, who have uh, obviated all forms of storytelling and, and, you know, in favor of things that are expressionist are, in, you know, if they're aware of the fact that this is easier or if it's just merely what is a decent expression. I mean, I don't know that the, the language of communication, there must be some fall off between our points of reference and their points of reference. But nonetheless, I think as a kid, his sense of like looking at something with this this eye and then doing the voila hands or the hey, dur, it's this dumb hands. That is the, exactly the kind of like thing you want to see as a kid to say, hey, man, let's cut through the bullshit. Things don't need to be as formal as they are. It's perfect language for someone who's 21 years old. So you, you're saying if you were 21 now, you would love this dude. I would, would be, be more into it, yes. What What's the term for a, co- a, a Kabi Lame super fan? Uh, we, yeah, Lame. We, we did this with Mark, with uh, Ben Platt, too, when he came up with Platypus, which wasn't right. the best. Kabi. Uh, yeah, uh, Cobb, a, Cobb, Cobb. a la maestocrat? I don't even know. Like, what would we call them, you know? No. No? Uh, I'm thinking, like, Cobby Comrade? No, that doesn't work. A Cobb Marad? Cape? No. Um, no, that's um, terrible. Yeah, that's awful. That's awful. I'm a member of the Cobby Lobby. Huh? How about that? Right, okay. I'm a member of the Cobby Lobby. Cobby right? Lobby. That's good. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, I'll do it Yeah, very that. good. Yeah. Would I have liked it? Um, I don't know, you know? Um... No, I think I would like it less than I like it now. I mean, it would get old for me just as quickly. And, you know, there is that little bit of, we're going to get to this in the jealousy bit, but if that that bit of a sting, like he isn't doing anything and now he's making money and now he's got fans. And now everyone loves him. People are paying attention to him and he's a star. 
And I would feel that sting much more intensely in my 20s than I would now. So oh, yeah, I, I sure. would okay. this guy. I see that. I would just, it would be a lot more roll of my eyes going, he is doing absolutely nothing. And that would bother me more. So now fuck this guy if I'm 21. Uh, Noah, I think I know where this is going. Tell me about what you think about KB Toys. Is the cho- chain of mall uh, transformers and Power Ranger stores is this yeah. a sign of the apocalypse? I just remember going to KB and like you go to like I mean you probably went to the Transformers aisle and I went to the su- the the superpowers superhero action figure aisle and there'd be like a bunch of them on the pegs and there'd be like four on the floor. You know, yeah. oh yeah, no, so you're yeah. sorting through. There'd just be crap everywhere, yeah. you know? Was, and, like, some of the crap was good. You got to look at the stuff on the floor because it might be the one you want. But that carpet, right? was, the carpet was gross. Um, the carpet was indoor-outdoor. It was disgusting. Probably, yeah. yeah. Because kids would be, like, lying on the floor playing Ugh. with stuff. Or, or, no, lying on the floor pitching a fit because mommy won't buy him a GoBot. But there's know? also... That, that, so there'd always be some kids snotting onto the floor. The gum, the, the, the black chewing gum has the been, like, gum, kicked yes. into it. Ugh. There'd be some gum, yeah, totally. God All right. damn. Way off top. Oh, man. Uh, so he's so insignificant. He's not a sign of the apocalypse, but I will say this. I've said this for a lot of topics we talked about. I'm like, oh, this is insignificant. But if this becomes the gold standard of media, if people do start treating KB Lame as a world-class entertainer and a comedian and the, what's the cliche I use? If, if he wins the Mark Twain humor prize, then we have problems. So that leads me to, since I brought, I, I, I've used that comparison or made that point many times, we're a few years into this podcast now. We're several years into this podcast now. Is there anyone we looked at years ago who is still around and, we're sh- and like who has attained a level of respectability that if we saw that coming, we would have found that disheartening? No, it's funny you I mentioned mean, it's- I don't know. I can't think of anyone. Yeah, well, uh, other than Slime being given the Presidential Medal of Freedom uh, along the way. But I like Slime. I li- I remember what I said about Slime. Slime is fine. For kids, Slime is fine. No, we... we if slime, yes, Presidential Medal of Freedom is a problem. But for kids, Slime is, is better now, than... No, we, sh- we started the show in 16. Slime is creative. We started the show in 16, yes. and uh, okay. so so far, no, the, the, the cultural... Um, what is it, the cataract of, of us doing this show hasn't been long enough... You know, one of the top say I want to do at the front was uh, was Drake because I was coming out of a long period of not getting Drake, and then you know Drake is essentially king shit of fuck mountain right now, and he's been for a while. Ooh, there's there there's a term I like that. Yeah, okay. but it's like he he that would have been a thing. But I mean, uh, you know, I I think that the most egregious example is when Rush Limbaugh got the Medal of Freedom in uh, what was it? In, uh, in- yeah, but who gave him the Medal of Freedom? Well, either way, it counts on the record. And it makes no... Yes, it counts on the record, but the entire Republican Party now, Donald Trump most so, it's all about grievance, it's all about hatred, it's all about resentment, and, and Rush Limbaugh's the patron saint of that. But I think of... T- no, I, think, I think of... That, t- I mean, it's it's disheartening, but it's not surprising, but that's not... But I think but I think of TikTok as similarly where it's like, well, this doesn't count because it is just beyond the pale. I can't possibly understand what all these people are doing. This can't be considered as serious for different reasons, not for egregious hate-filled reasons, but just for nonsensical reasons. TikTok is non-viable as a thing for an artist, but it's like, this is me. I don't say that. I don't believe that. I think Zach King proves otherwise. Well, just because it just because it isn't a storytelling medium doesn't mean it's not an artistic medium. 
Is paint is most paintings aren't storytelling mediums? No, a lot of look, a lot of paint is a storytelling medium. I will agree a with you. A lot of I will are. agree with you. Right. I will agree with you. Yes, that's but, true. But I I don't think something has to be it I mean, doesn't. Sculptures? How many sculptures tell a story? Yes. So, Every, general, everything none. everything can tell a story. That's not the point. Yes. Everything can, and TikTok can. It can, but these so, people... Yes. They, what, what is it, your point? That, that we're talking about those people, they don't. No, no. The, the, the answer to your question is that no, so far, no one we've described, unless, unless Jimmy Fallon gets that uh, rainbow Kennedy Center honors sash around his neck at some point in the next few years which could very well happen until i i think i think that very much it could very happen. much could happen yes. it could yes it could uh but I, let's prepare ourselves but let, let let's say that um you know kb toys kb lame kb lame whatever you want to say kd lang uh the kb lang kb lang country singer yeah. canadian canadian a, yeah country singer from western canada uh, no, no, this this is um, this is kind of an elliptical return to nonverbal storytelling and clowning. I, I'm, I'm saying in the best example of it. And yes, I'm putting aside my own judgment, my own harsh judgment of non-storytelling based and going to expressionist storytelling. Uh, expressionist, not storytelling, expressionist media, expressionist entertainment. I think that the Fast and Furious movies are not storytelling media. I think they are, there is feature film media, which is expressionist. The Transformers movies are all expressionist media. That's there's no storytelling involved. And like you know, like you're sitting there for now. There is, but the storytelling is is secondary to the points and and the entertainment value of the movies. Yes, yes. There's a story on um, which to hang its hat on because film has moved in that direction. Yes. Get great savings now on the latest video game cartridges, train, road race, and doll accessories, and other toys at our What Santa Forgot sale. Are you jealous of Katie Lame? Yeah, Katie Ling. Uh, uh, Noah, uh, to cut through the chaff, I, uh, I am continually jealous of anyone who decides <laughs> to ply their trade on social media. It comes up with a very simple yet un, you know, unknowingly ingenious design. Sticks to the landing. That's the important part. Sticks the landing. Yeah, sticks the landing. You know, so much, so much of this stuff that we, do, you know, we've again, we have managed to talk about a lot of uh, slimy sourdough cup stacking bad baby topics on this show. There's been all sorts of, you know, squishies and you know, uh, the the wild crats, all these things along the way. I get it. Wild crats is okay. By the way, did I tell you the squishies? I borrowed the squishies from my niece. Uh, without her permission, just when she wasn't home, I took her bag of squishies. So we'd talk about them and they just, they sat in my apartment for like two months. And at one point, like a month and a half later, my niece apparently asked my sister, she said, hey, what happened to all my squishies? Wow. <laughs> took her a month and a half. The, the company would want to know that for sure. I yeah, know. but I brought them back. She, she no, has but, them again. My, my point is that 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 me conjuring this list of all this stuff, this, this, the five points of the satanic pentagram of our topics, some of this stuff <laughs> looks like astrology, sorcery, witchcraft, divination, water. What is it? What, what is the thing? Water dowsing. You know, dowsing. Yeah, dowsing, 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 dowsing. So I don't, I don't know how a guy like Lame calls the shot. And and delivers on a lucrative career like that. But he just got lucky. He just he did. got lucky. I mean, he did, but it's he like he got lucky. But think think about how he got lucky. But think about all Noah. Think about all the other guys who got lucky. I mean, 
and and granted, this guy ate a lot of bullshit along the way before he was twenty years old. I mean, you know, he wasn't like maybe we don't know. Well, we don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, we we were talking about before the mics went live. You know, from our point of view, a Senegalese kid who lives in Europe in 2021 yeah. much have to, must have to deal with a ton of racism. Yeah. And literally in this Times interview, he's like, I've never experienced I, any racism. I know, no. My, fr- my friends all, tre- we all love each other. And maybe he's lying, but maybe not. Maybe he's just a lucky kid who lives in a nice multicultural town. Look, I, I, I have felt the personal sting of racism from being in Amsterdam because I'm an Irish American uh, on some level, Noah. You know, Come on, Really? Are you serious? People have given you hassle because they look at you and think you're Irish. Well, no, but that's not my. Or are you just are you fucking point. around here? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't no, get, that, I don't that's not my point. My point is, is that I, I don't, know I don't at know. all. I don't know. I saw, I saw a Jewish American guy get physically attacked in Oxford, England, because the guy looked at him. He was red haired and assumed he was Irish. Right. Well, I, saw, I saw that. I saw the video. There was videos so, of guys getting beat up over the last two months because they were they were fucking Orthodox. On top of that, like whatever you want to say. Regardless of what it means, it's like people were getting beat up for being white on what they consider white on the streets. No, but, uh, you know, it's like I, I know for a fact that even in a place like the Netherlands, anyone who has a darker skin color than transparent is against the curve. It's not the worst place in the world, perhaps. Again, it's beyond my remit to say so because I am, I you know, I fit in. I look like everybody else. I look like the Lord of the Manor, the uh, master of my domain, as it were, to quote Seinfeld. But um yeah, I mean, it's a big deal, especially with the shit that a lot of African immigrants are taking. They got to work five times as hard for one one quarter of the yield, um, whatever that is. But it's like, ironically, that's not necessarily online. You know, that's in real life. This guy has to ply his trade. He can come up with this thing. I, I'm not taking away the labor of what he did, whether he stumbled upon it by, you know, the fact that he's a brilliant thinker, like a chess player, going back to Queen's Gambit, Noah, to, to conjure up an early topic of this show. Um, but, you know, like, he he managed to stick the landing. And it's like, you know, one of the things in the early, one of the earlier segments I wanted to say, you know, you're talking about what, um, why is it popular? Uh, think of the way this guy grooms himself, you know, like the streetwear that he's in. Um, right. I mean, he... Well, he's, he, he often wears a... Soccer jersey from Juventus, yeah, Juventus. like the most popular soccer team, right, right, in right, Italy. right. Yeah, so. But I mean, he also he wears trainers and um, uh, track pants, and you know, there, there's something very slouchy. He's got a very tall, lanky build. He looks like he's a, a, a soccer player and or some sort of athlete because because get that that ectomorphic build, and he dresses very casual. It was a very slouchy, unstudied way he puts himself together. You know, and it's like some people look very. Think of what we were t- when we talk about James Charles. Everything James Charles did yes. was yes. was about knife. Cre- I mean, l- figurative knife creases in the jeans. About getting getting yeah. the stuff correct. Yeah. yeah, it was it was about making sure that you were to within a you know an angstrom of precision for your makeup and all these things. And it's like that is not just based on let me wake up and nail the round. Let me just round up or round down. It's like that was about getting it exactly correct. And I mean, somehow this guy got it exactly correct while rounding up or rounding down. And I mean, you know, within the, the plus or you know, the plus or minus deviation, the margin for error, he stuck the landing. You know, I keep saying that he stuck the landing. And yes, I'm completely jealous of that because there's no way I could get it anywhere near close if I decided to do the same thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Like he stumbled upon it. 
either he stumbled upon it and he was luckier, at least in terms of this aspect of his life, than I could ever hope to be, or he's smarter and more strategic than I could ever hope to be. And, you know, like I said, I would have felt this particularly hard when I was in my 20s. Um, you know, I would say, how is he getting all this attention, love, money for doing nothing, for doing nothing? I mean, you know, my work is very high effort. I don't want to say low return because I do all right, but but the 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 return to effort ratio is not the highest yeah, in the no, world. That's true. So I'm incredibly jealous of that. However, despite what he might say to the New York Times, I am not jealous of a Senegalese immigrant in Europe in 2021. And I and I am very glad in a selfish way that I mean selfish way. No one's asking me to change that my status. But um in that I am not that I that my my ancestors came to the United States a hundred and 10 years ago, not five years ago. And, you know, they did not come from Senegal either. So there you, there you go. go. All right. So, Noah, finally rounding it out about the uh, yes, the, yeah. the Jimmy Scallop scale. Uh, spe- speaking right, of the right. Kennedy Center honors this year. Right, um, right. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I love when you say that. Well, Jimmy, it's no, Jimmy Fallon is not getting a, a Kennedy Center honors. Jimmy Scallop is. Yeah, we can. I'm separating. The, I'm, I'm, I'm dissociating right, from myself. Was, yes. He was the biggest star of the uh, the long forgotten musical subgenre of the 1930s, which was called undersea jazz, <laughs> and it was a specific type of jazz played by mollusks, uh, various other sea creatures. I believe starfish were popular in that genre. Uh, most people don't know this, but Starro the Conqueror, who almost conquered Earth several times, the Count Basie until the Justice the League form. of America yes. stopped him. No, not him. His father. Was. Oh, okay. So like he he did not become. I think it's hilarious they refer to Starro as a he. The Starship. <laughs> He's gendered. That's he right. He did. Hey, star of the upcoming villain in the upcoming Suicide Squad movie, yes, that's right? Sure. He did not become a would-be world conqueror simply through bootstrapping. You know, he was not a self-made would-be world conqueror. He had that rich daddy who made tons of money selling records on the DECA label in the 1930s as the preeminent star of um, of, uh, of undersea jazz. tentacle strapping, so yes. Right. But 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 it, it was called uh, it was called Mollusk Core. Ah, oh, um, Nick, Nick Nadell's interested now, yes. Right. And Jimmy Scallop uh, was—I uh, mean, he was way up there with Starro's dad yeah. in terms of um, Starro's uh, reverse spawn. Wow, this is incredible! Stories no, but so we're—it's going way too. Where long, on, buddy, where right? on the scale would you? Where, uh, all right, so let's talk about let's talk about some social media stars, right? So not long ago, we talked about the worst social media star we've just, we've encountered, possibly the worst anything we've encountered, which is David Dobrik, right? So David Dobrik is way, way below the x-axis, right? So let's take the, the, the absolute value of David Dobrik and flip that above the x-axis. So if David Dobrik has a, numer- oh, a single numerical value, let's, let's multiply that by negative one, okay, all yeah. right? So now we are way, way high up. Sure, yeah, right? yeah. Super high up. We're in, I know they're not social media stars, but we're in Key and Peele. Ah, uh, yes, right? yes, yes, we are. Then you subtract Zach King. Ah, okay, yes, Earth, yes. Right? So so you're getting close to zero now because, I mean, Zach King's not one of the best things we looked at, but if we talk about just social media people, he is definitely one of the best, if not the best, all right? Then you um, multiply, no, let's just, let's just subtract, no, let's divide by Bell Delphi. 
Okay. All right. Well, All right. I think that it is um, fully better than half of the stuff that we've seen on this show. Because here's the thing: I'm I'm going to uh, make the distinction. Regardless of everything we talked about, the death, the obviation of storytelling form, the 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 prevalence, the uh, uh, of uh, expressionistic, you know, the expressionistic form, clowning, whatever else I've referred to, Commedia dell'arte in this episode. I think that it is not any more complex than it appears, but it's still better than a lot of the things that we've seen so far. So, uh, no, I, I come up with an assessment of Bluey. <laughs> uh, no, Bluey's way better than I this, don't, I don't man. Think so, man. I don't think oh, come on. Bluey is Bluey takes so much more effort. Someone sat down and wrote those Bluey scripts. Someone edited those scripts. Voiceover actors who have been trained worked uh, on it. But they did record, it. They, pro- professional audio engineers recorded it. Come but they, on. Bluey is but they, Bluey's the freaking the 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 Tosh Mahal but they did it in Australian, guy. which is incomprehensible to the native <laughs> English speaker. Well, everybody, wrong, if, you'd, Australia's if you'd like to find past episodes of our show, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Oh man, where did we get to this point? We did this to ourselves. I don't know. Yeah. What? How did we? Where? How did our lives turn? <laughs> out? So you tweet to us at Noenville Show. Write to us Noenville. Don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review if you please. I am on Twitter at William Scurria. You know where to find me, and you know what it is you want to say to me. You just have the balls to say it to me. All right, I'm going to hear you if you say it. <laughs> so I'm on my video contents on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash AMCaesar. Now here's Noah with everything you need to know about this guy. Uh, we're all about the big quiz thing. Bigquizthing.com. The finest in corporate and private trivia events nationwide. And July, we reopen for in-person business. Virtual still. Uh, live business. In I person, can't believe it. Coming wow. back. Live business. And live. Live shows. Always. Live, shows. live always. So we're booking now for the summer. Summer's filling up. But book now. Summer, fall. Uh, virtual, in-person we can provide and and also we got a bunch of big announcements coming up we're going to announce the details of our in-person return but also i will preview it here um we are doing a rare public event still virtual in july i believe july 15th we will do a food our first ever food themed trivia spectacular hosted by me as a fundraiser for city harvest one of the best uh food charities in new york city wow, our hometown one of the, one of the so, very uh, best. details very about good, that yes. One of the very best details about that will be probably within the next week on our Facebook page and our homepage. So bigquizzing.com. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Merci beaucoup. Wow, everybody. As KD Lame might say in, do you think French is his native language? They speak French in Senegal. They do speak French. He probably speaks, maybe, right, maybe so if his parents spoke French at home. Yeah, French and Wolof, I would assume, yeah. Right. Okay. There you go. Oh man, action packed, everybody. So stay with action. Stay with us until next week's exciting, uh, thrill filled episode. We, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises, twenty twenty one.